breathe upon your immutable counsel this morning. Lord, breathe upon your immutable counsel this morning. Let your word come to us with understanding, with clarity. In the name of Jesus. We give you praise. We bless your name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. You're welcome to church in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I know that God is going to do something awesome in somebody's life this morning. And you're not going to be the same again. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Please let's all be seated. As we open in our Bibles very quickly to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 9. And I'll read verse 11 and verse 12. Verse 11 and verse 12. The Bible says, While you are enriched in all things, for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. For the administration of this service not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also is abounding through many thanksgiving to God. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 11. And verse 12. Can somebody help us read from another version? Yes, which version is that, please? Yes. Thus you will be enriched in all things and in every way. And in every way. So that you can be generous. So that you can be generous. And your generosity as it is. Your generosity as it is. Administered by us. Administered by us. We we'll bring forth thanksgiving to God. For the service that the ministry of this God renders, yes, does not only fully supply what is lacking to the yes, God's people, yes, but it also overflows in many cries of thanksgiving. But it also overflows in many what? Cries of thanksgiving to God. Praise the name of Jesus. I want to very quickly speak on the subject breaking financial limitations. Breaking financial limitations. The Bible says in the scripture that we read that you have been enriched in all things so that you can be generous to others. So you realize until you are able to walk in financial prosperity you cannot help others to meet the need that they have. Hallelujah. Verse 11 says why you are enriched in everything so it is possible to be rich in everything. It is possible 
to have all your needs met. Listen to me. God doesn't just want to have your needs met. He also wants to, through you, meet the needs of other people. So what does this scripture actually say? If the Bible says, if God says that you are enriched in everything, it means that, listen to me, God wants to remove every limitation to your life financially. He wants to take away every limitation of your life financially so that you can be positioned to be a blessing to others. Hallelujah. Very quickly this morning without wasting time. I want to show you how you can break financial limitations in your life. I realize, listen to me, there is nobody seated under the sound of my voice apart from those that have not started taking responsibilities like the children. There is no adult that is here this morning that doesn't have need of money, that doesn't have financial needs. And our financial needs are greater according to the projects that we are handling presently. Praise the name of Jesus. And I realized, listen, in God's kingdom, there are provisions. There are things that God wants you to do so that you can be enriched in all things. Hello, is anybody with me this morning? Praise the name of Jesus. Let me also very quickly say that the principles of God's kingdom is different from the principles of the world. It is very different. So I'm going to be sharing some things with you that, are, that don't actually agree or that are not in total agreement with the principles of the world. Praise the name of Jesus. Even though it doesn't agree with the principle of the world, it works. If we walk them. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. For instance, even naturally, you cannot just sit at home and you expect money to come and meet you. It doesn't work that way. Hallelujah. I taught us, I think last Sunday, that, listen, when I was teaching about the laws of money, that money comes to you in exchange for the value that you are giving. If you are not giving out anything, don't expect something to come to you. And I've also said in this church, miracles are good, but you can't keep on living your life by miracles. Hello? Miracles are of God. But you can't keep on living your life by what? By miracles. 
It's better to live by wisdom than to live by miracle. Because if you are always living by miracle, it might mean that you might start to, you might need to start going from one crisis to another crisis. Because God's miracle is a response to crisis situation. Check every time that God did miracles in the Bible. He did those miracles in response to a crisis. There is a problem. So God moves in order to bring about what? A solution. So that solution requires miracles. So God gave it. But you can't keep on living by miracles on daily basis. Because, listen, God has also made provision, listen to me, by which your needs can be supplied if you do those things. What are you saying, Pastor? What I'm saying simply is that you can pray now. God will give you financial miracle. According to the book of Psalm 118, verse 25, when the psalmist prayed, he said, Oh Lord, I beseech you, send prosperity. Send financial prosperity. So God can speak a miracle. Touch somebody's heart. And they will send you that money. But listen. That money you are going to finish it. So by the time you now finish the money, you are now you are not going to start praying for what? Another miracle. You can't live your life that way. Because there are certain certain times that needs will arise. And you need to meet that need now. Now, now. So it is out of the abundance of something that is already on ground that you can meet that need. So very quickly, in the next few minutes, what are the provisions that God has made in order for you to cross that Rubicon, that level, where you are always moving from one financial crisis to another financial crisis. God doesn't want you to live that way. God doesn't want you to live from one financial crisis to another financial crisis. Listen to me. God wants money to make money in your hands. Because, listen to me, from what this Bible says, that you are enriched in all things, so that you can be what? Generous. You can generously. Listen to me. You can only become generous when what is in your hand is more than enough. Not when it is enough. Is anybody here? Your generosity is a function of what is overflowing in your hands. Because a man can only give such things as he has. What you do not have, you cannot give. So I want to show you principles, divine principles that will help to break poverty in your life. That will help to break financial limitations in your life. Listen to me. These principles I'm going to share with you. You might need to start small. But if you keep doing it, eventually it will work for you. Eventually. 
praise the name of Jesus. So number one, the very first principle, maybe some people are here this morning, they are expecting when, when they are breaking financial uh, uh, limitations, that I'm going to be jumping up and down and sweating and praying. I'm going to do that. But do you know what? It is beyond that. It is more than that. It's more than prayer. Alright? We have experienced it in this church before that God told us that everybody should bring their ATM uh, cards. People brought their ATM cards. I, don't, I can't remember when that happened. And I laughed, bang, boom, bang, boom, boom. I mean, that month? Wow. December, right? Bang, boom, bang, boom, boom. Hallelujah. Bring, come on, give out your seats. Hallelujah. Praise God. Sorry, where we normally get our chairs. We got there this morning and there were no chairs there. Um, so, and we, we didn't make any other arrangement. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So, we are sorry about that. Next Sunday, we'll get it right. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, a lot were coming back. Both, bang, boom, boom. I mean, I'm, even those that are not doing any work. I remember somebody, it was my own card that she used. As a point of contact. So, and they were sending her money in my account. <laughs> because I have like two ATM cards, so I gave her one. <laughs> Praise God. And the money was coming for her in my account. So that happens when you are prayed for. Things like that. Alright? Happens. It's not, I think we are prayed like God has told us to do such exercise about two times now or so. And things happen. But I want to teach you what you need to be doing consistently. What you need to start practicing consistently. In order to break financial limitations, in order to move beyond the realm where you are always looking for money. It is possible. Praise the name of Jesus. And these principles are kingdom principles, spiritual principles. When you apply them, they work. Number one, very quickly. Number one, very quickly, is what I call kingdom expansion mindset. Hallelujah. Kingdom expansion mindset. Psalm 35. Verse 27. Psalm 35, verse 27. Somebody can also open to Zechariah chapter 1, verse 17, Psalm 102, verse 13 and 14, Psalm 112, verse 9. We might not read all the scripture. I'm just giving them to you. Hallelujah. Psalm 35, verse 27. Yes. Let those who favor my righteous cause and have pleasure in my uprightness yes. shout for joy and be glad that say continually let the Lord be magnified who takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. So God is delighted when you are prosperous. Zechariah, the book of Zechariah chapter 1 and verse 17 
yes. Cry yet again. Say. Yes. My city shall yet again overflow with prosperity. And the Lord shall yet comfort Zion. And he shall yet choose Jerusalem. So God is personally involved with the prosperity of those that favor his righteous cause. Psalm 35, verse 27. Psalm 35, verse 27. We are read it. I'm just telling you. I'm just quoting it to you. Hallelujah. So when you want to conquer and overcome financial limitations and you want to enter into a season of abundance, abundant resources, listen to me. You have got to, to have God's kingdom, the advancement of the kingdom of God in your, in your mind. The place, last place that she read, my own version says, again proclaim saying, thus hear the Lord of hosts, my cities shall again spread out through prosperity. My cities shall spread out. So listen to me. Kingdom, the kingdom of God spreads on the wheels of financial prosperity. I've said it here many times. There is nothing we are doing here now in this auditorium that doesn't cost money. That chair you are sitting on, you are sitting on 2,500 naira. And we need many more of it here. And this morning I will encourage somebody, even if it's one chair, buy for somebody else. Because that one you are sitting on, some people bought them. Amen. That, by the way. So everything you are seeing here, and do you know what? I have it in mind that we should put AC here, change all these glasses. You know, put sliding this thing, put ACs outside. Are we too small for that? No. Put split ACs outside, everywhere. Lock this door. Let people come in here. You are not funny. You are not doing it. You are just sitting cooler. In the presence of God, hearing the word of God. It's not too much. But what is it going to take? Money. If you are going to go on radio to propagate the gospel, even if you want to do a small crusade outside there, at that junction there, we need money to mobilize. We need money to print flyers. We need money to speak on air, to go on, on radio, to go on TV. It is money. Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. Oh. So the kingdom of God moves. Amen. Because money is available. Take money out of the gospel. Maybe, listen to me, gospel wouldn't have come to Africa by now. Do you know how, money, how gospel came to Africa? People were sponsored from Europe. People were sponsored for, from the American continent. They put them on planes. They gave them money. When they got here, they kept on sustaining those missionaries. So when they came, they started building schools. St. Gregory of Alende was built by missionaries. CMS Grammar School, Bariga, was built by missionaries. St. Fimbas, Akoka, was built by missionaries. Our Lady of Apostles, hallelujah, was built by missionaries. 
and that's how they built. I, I just mentioned schools that I know in Lagos. Ijebodegam, even though it's called Ijebodegam, was built by missionaries for many years. It was an Oyibo man that was the principal of that school. I can keep on mentioning. And they came, they did many wonderful things. It was money. Hallelujah. And through those schools, they, they began to spread the gospel. Hallelujah. They are missionaries in China, in India today. They are being sustained because people are giving towards that work. So listen to me. If you must break financial limitations, in your life you must look beyond you. You must look beyond your personal needs. You must look beyond your, your own small money. You need, to, you need to tell yourself, I want to be a kingdom partner. I want to partner with God for the progress of his work. Then God will see, okay, this, this person has the right mindset. He will channel resources to your life. Amen. I've often told you in this church, God will not do something for nothing. Whatever God is doing, he has a reason for doing it. Hallelujah. That's why he says, seek you first. Matthew chapter 6, I believe verse 22, all right, verse 33 rather, he says, seek ye for the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things that the Gentiles seek after shall be added unto you. So whatever you want God to do for you, hallelujah, listen to me, begin to think of it, of you doing it for the church. I want God to give me money so that I can be a blessing to the body of Christ. Praise the name of Jesus. Number two, very quickly, you need to have a vision for God's abundance. Amen? Hello, is anybody with me? You need to improve and increase your imagination. You want to break financial limitations? Then look beyond the limitations that you are having presently. You must be able to see beyond your personal limitations. Now, Genesis chapter number 13, verse 14 to 15. Hallelujah. Proverbs 21, verse 5. Genesis verse, chapter 13, verse 14. And God spoke to Abraham, who has it? After the Lord was departed from him. Yes. Yes. The Lord said to Abraham, after the Lord has been departed from him, lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are. Not what and southward, eastward and westward. For all the land which thou seest, I will give you to give them to you and your posterity forever. Proverbs. Chapter number 21. Proverbs 21. Proverbs 21, verse 5. Yes. The thought of steadily diligence. The what? The thought of the what? Steadily diligence. Tend only to what? Come on. Tend only to what? Hallelujah. Yes. Everyone who is impatient 
and hasty. They haste only to want. So listen to me. Whatever is not in your mind can never be available in your hand. The thought of the diligence tend only to plenteousness. So meaning that if you have in your mind thoughts of prosperity, thoughts of abundance, that is what you are going to get. Praise the Lord. But if all you are doing is you are just moving around, running up and down, looking for money, the Bible says that that person is hasting only to poverty. Listen to this version. He said the plans of the diligent lead to uh, leads surely to plenty, but those of those of but those of everyone who is hasty surely to poverty. So listen to me. God told Abraham. From where you are, lift up your eyes northward, southward, eastward, westward, for all the land that you can see, to you will I give it. So listen to me. God will give you what you can see. What you can see with the, with the eyes of your imagination. So the second way to break financial limitations is to see abundance in your mind. Begin to see financial prosperity around your life. Begin to see abundance, financial prosperity around your life. Never see your bank account empty. Hallelujah. Never see your pots empty. Even though, listen to me, with your physical eyes they are empty, but with the eyes of your mind, See abundance. Hallelujah. See, see a different picture than what the Nigerian economy is painting before you. Hallelujah. Look from the realm of owning everything. Hallelujah. Hello, is anybody with me? Look from the realm of being the owner of everything rather than being the one that is in need of everything. Praise the name of Jesus. So listen, God will only give into your hand what is already in your heart. God will only put into your hand what is already in your heart. Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. So that's the second thing. And you know what? It is what you need to do consciously. You are expecting God for financial breakthrough in one area or the other in your life. Consciously. See yourself already having that money. Walk in the reality of the fact that you already have it. Walk in the consciousness of the fact that you what? You already have it. Not that you are going to have it, but that you what? Come on, but that you what? So take possession of it first in your mind. 
and very shortly it will enter into your hand. It works so. But you need to keep on working it. <laughs> if you don't take time, you might come to a place and after you have been thinking about it, alright, you have imagined and it's not coming, you are not seeing anything physically. But that doesn't mean that you don't have it. Okay, let me show you. Um, let me show you a principle of scripture. I'll just tell it to you. Jesus said, if any man looks at a woman lustfully, he said he has already committed the adultery with that woman in his mind. You have not even spoken to the woman. You have not talked to her. You didn't even start together with her to talk. You just passed. But there was something in your mind. You are already thinking of something. Jesus said, because of what you are thinking, he said you have already done it. Meaning that what Jesus was simply teaching there is a spiritual law that, listen, if something is in your mind, it's as good as if that it is the reality of you have already committed the offense. Not until you put that your name or anything. So, if you take that principle, and we also now bring it to what we are talking about this morning. Because one principle is applicable over series of issues. If you say that if I look at a woman lustfully, that's why I have a magazine, I have a case, that if I, I meet you on the road at the end and I don't greet you, not because of anything, just because I've made a problem with my eyes, not to look at the beautiful woman twice. <laughs> God. That's my excuse. God. So let's take that principle. So meaning that if I if I think in my mind, alright, I have abundant thoughts. If in my mind I have the thought of being being enriched in all things. So in the same way, in the same way, like Jesus said concerning adultery. It means also that I am also what? I am abundant and what? And enriched in all things for real. Even though physically I don't have it yet. Do you know what? It is when you take possession of something in the realm of the spirit that you can actually easily take possession of it also in the realm of the physical. So change your thought life. Deliberately stop thinking poverty. Deliberately stop thinking that you cannot have or you do not have something. When you begin to change your thoughts, then you begin to change your thoughts. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So if there is poverty in the mind, there will be poverty what? In your talk. And your words are creative. I don't have food. Well, I don't have money. I am sick. All those confessions, they are coming out of the mind of somebody that is what? 
that is thinking poverty, that is thinking sickness. Do you know what? What you are thinking is what comes out of your mouth. And God says, whatever I hear you say in my hearing, so shall I do unto you. So if you are saying you are poor, okay, God lifts you in your poverty. But then the Bible says, let the rich say I'm what? And let the poor say I'm what? I'm rich. Let the, let the, let the poor say I'm rich. Let the weak say I'm what? I'm strong. That's what God wants you to be saying. So you need to fill your mind with thoughts of abundance. Look for scriptures, listen to me, that talks about what? Abundance and, and meditate on it. Because listen to me, until you are bigger than your financial status inside, you are never truly bigger outside. If you give one million naira to a man that can only that is one thousand naira and that is one hundred thousand naira man on the inside, he will reduce the one million to one hundred thousand. Somebody didn't hear, he didn't catch it, did you? A man whose mind is only all right about managing one hundred thousand, give him one million, he will reduce that money to one hundred thousand. Praise the name of Jesus. So change what you are thinking. Change what you are seeing with your eyes of imagination. If you can see there, no devil can stop you from getting there. If you can see there, there is no devil that can keep you here in poverty. If you can see riches, no devil can keep you what? In poverty. Number three, very quickly. You need to be involved and engaged. You need to be dedicated to kingdom service. Praise the name of Jesus. You need to be dedicated to kingdom service. We are talking about breaking financial limitations. Exodus chapter 23 verse 25. Exodus 23 verse 25. Open to it in your own Bible. I'm deliberately making you to read it so that you know that I'm not quoting another um, I'm not quoting from my own personal book. Praise God. Verse 25, who has it? And you shall serve the Lord your God and he shall bless your bread and your water. I will take sickness away from the midst of you. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Verse 26, no one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. Hallelujah. So when you donate your life to serving God, when you are dedicated to the kingdom of God, listen to me, there is nothing that is too big that God can give you. He will bless your bread and your water. When your bread and water are blessed, what happens? They can't finish. They'll keep on multiplying. Jesus lifted up five loaves and two fishes. What did he do? He blessed it. He blessed the name of the Lord and he blessed it. And he gave it to the disciples. And they have 12 baskets remaining. Praise the name of Jesus. Dedication to kingdom service. Psalm 105 verse 42. Psalm 105 and verse 42. He says, 
Psalm 105. He remembered his holy promise. And Abraham is servant. So you can't be a servant and be utterly forgotten. Hallelujah. He remembered his holy promise. And then he remembered Abraham. His servant. Listen to me. There are, there are kingdom servants that became kingdom giants. There are kingdom servants that became what? Kingdom giants. Abraham, David, Daniel. They became kingdom giants because they were initially kingdom what? Kingdom servants. And do you know what? The more they serve, the more God made them great. Hallelujah. So listen to me. Supernatural supplies is not a promise to be claimed, but a covenant to be practiced. We'll come to that in stronger details. Hallelujah. Amen. But these are the men that practice the covenant. They served. Alright? Kingdom servants or workers, they receive kingdom wages. Authentic kingdom servants ultimately become kingdom giants. What are you doing to serve the Lord? It's good to come to church. Amen. But it's more important to donate your life to God's service. I've said it before in this church. It is only the car that you use that you service. If you have if you have three cars and you're only using one, let's say five cars, you're only using one, your wife is using one, they are using another one to take your children to school. The remaining um, two cars are parked. Let me ask you, which one will you be servicing all the time? Is the one that is the one that you're always using. That's the one you service. Praise the name of Jesus. So the more you serve God, and you look for the interest, you look out for the interest of God. The more God also looks out for your own personal interest. So donate your life to kingdom service. Number five. Is that number five? All right. Number five. Number four. The fourth thing that breaks financial limitations is the practice of the covenant. For supernatural supplies. Philippians chapter number 4. Verse 15 to 19. Many people claim. That. Um, look at me everybody. Come on everybody look at me. How many of you know the scripture that says. Oh my God shall supply all my needs. According to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. How many of you know it. Come on. Can I see your hand. You know it. Hello. Can I see your hand. You know that scripture. Amen. And you have quoted it a couple of times. But I realize that, listen, there is a key to it. For God supplying all your needs. Let's take it from previous verses. Alright? Chapter 4 of Philippians and from verse 14. Who has it? Yes. Today is teaching day, not preaching day. So you're going to be reading. Yes? Notwithstanding. Yes? You have well done. Yes, Lord. Yes? 
that you will that you did communicate with my ancestors. Chapter four, you are right. Chapter four. Chapter four. Yes, you are right. You are right. Chapter four, from verse fourteen. Yes. Go on, go on, go on, go on. Yeah. Okay. Now, you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the world, you Philippians know also that from the beginning of the world, when I departed from from Macedonia, yeah. no church, no church, communicator with me. me as concerning giving and receiving. Yes. For you only. You only. Go on, go on. Go back for, okay. For people, they Yes. But I am all I abound. Yes. I am full of things received of um, Yes. The thing which we are sent from you. Yes. An adult of a sweet smell. A fragrance of sweet smell, yeah? A sacrifice acceptable. A sacrifice that is acceptable. Yes, we're pleasing unto God. Go on, verse 19. But my God shall wait, wait. wait. If you read the previous verse. Apostle was talking requires that we practice a covenant and covenant practice involves giving. Let me show you another scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 where we took our text from. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 from verse 6 2 Corinthians chapter 9 from verse 6 Yes. Remember yes. this. Eh? Remember this. Remember this. He who sows sparingly. He who sows and grudgingly. And grudgingly. Will also reap sparingly and grudgingly. Will also reap sparingly and grudgingly. And he who sows generously. Wait. Meaning that whenever you sow, you will reap. Whenever you give, you will get back. Yes. He who sows generously. He who sows generously. That blessing may come to someone. That blessing may come to someone. Will also reap generously. Will also reap generously. And with blessing. And with blessing. So listen, when you give sparingly or generously, that is the way you are going to reap. Amen. When you sow generously, when you give generously, the Bible says that you will get what? Generously with blessing. Don't see that more. Let each one give as he has made up his own mind. Let each one give as he has made up his own mind. And propose in his heart. Not grudgingly. Or sorrowfully. Or under compulsion. For God's love. For God's love. He 
And knew a particular time of this empty time. She said she was asking God, Lord, what am I going to use for inside? And somebody called her and said, What are you using for inside? I said, Well, I'm in the hand of God. On this day, right where she was seated, and I said, Bam! Right there. She didn't call the person to ask for money. Another person, sorry, somebody was getting out at one time. Sorry, I've not been discussing in America. I've not, I've, I've gone a long time, but uh, send me your, send me your account number. Bram! She placed her side, that's how I'm able to know how much money. There was a particular one, about 100,000 naira. And if you know what came in for her, it was almost nothing. You see, when you practice the government, your work will not be what is doing you. I'm telling you, you will be able to testify that this work actually is not what is, what is taking care of my name. That's not what is paying my students to be. You will be able to say it. Because God will support you. You know what? Let me grab the one time this. People that are practicing the covenant, they will still be living fine. I'm telling you. Bishop Oye will walk and say, I don't know whether there's a patient or not. I don't know. I'm not aware. That's why he doesn't need to live. He doesn't need to live. The patient is at there. How many percent? He doesn't need to live. Because that's not what is controlling his life. He's practicing something. And part of what he's practicing is what I'm telling you now. If part of us practices, one day I will be meeting you. Hello, look at me. One day I will meet you at the airport. I will shake your hand. You are walking to your own finances. Me too, I'm walking into my own. Because I'm traveling to America, to Finland, to many countries in Europe, to go and Let me tell you, death is not a luxury. It is a tool of your work. Sorry, I'm sorry. That's why those are exciting pastors that are buying them. Yeah, they are right. When you buy a car to be going from here to work, is that a luxury? It's part of your tool of work. So, by talking about the language of ministry, you are preaching that in about in about ten countries. All right, in five days. Commercial jet cannot do that one. You need a private vehicle. Listen, a jet is just a vehicle. Is a tool of your world. So you, you know, you buy a jet, you have a jumping. You don't jump. So you don't have a jumping because you want a jet. You know, you know what? It, you know how much it costs to buy a jet. I mean, to to not to buy a jet, to maintain, to put it in the airport. You know how much it costs. Every day that you pass at the airport, you pay. Every time you fly, you pay. Every time you land, it, you pay. So what is the luxury in that one? It's not cheap. But it is necessary. I don't know if Listen, your life can be better than what it is. If you only do what is required. If all you want to do in your life is to walk, 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 walk. At the end of the day, one day you are going to retire. After you now retire, after that you are no longer working. Okay, Pastor, don't worry, I will invest. Hope it's not that many businesses, sir. 
of your income, it belongs to God. I will tell you. You know, before I used to shy away from telling, trying to preach that thing in church, and because I don't want people to think that I'm, I'm asking or I'm begging for money. I've never begged you for money. At least many of you here. I know, I know in this church, if I, if I ask need of anything, I know those I can harass because they are matured in the face of God. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. I keep on saying that. So number one, you have got to pay your tithe. Malachi 10.10. 10. I will not quote it. I will not, you not open to it. Our time is fast, fast spent. It's your, it belongs to God. You earn 1,000. Well, how much is God's own there? 100 naira is God's own. And do you know what? Some of you that are younger here, start practicing it. Every money is not for... Uh, uh, I mean, what do you call that thing? Everybody is not for that. I mean, how can you come to church? You have done Christ, you, and your your offering is not. You are not giving offering. It's not good. You are not honoring God that provided that money for you. Hello, did anybody hear me? Give your tithe. Number two. Give your free will offering. The, ch- the tithe is, it is, um, what do you call it? It's constant. For instance, 10% of 100 naira is what? 10 naira. 10% of, uh, you know, um, of 1,000 is 100 naira. It's just the 10%. Do you know what? Give your free will offering. But do you know what? Don't say, I am going to church today. I will give offering, I won't pay my tithe. I will sow seed, I will not pay my tithe. Don't give any seed if you are not a tithe payer because it will not work. It will not work. Let me be more quick. If you are always giving in church, you are not paying tithe. Stop it. Stop giving in church. You need to do the first thing first. It doesn't matter how much you give in church. If you are not a tight player, the offering will not be given. You are just that money. Do you want it to? Or you want life? Tight is basic. That is what connects you to the covenant that opens the heaven for you. God has opened unto you to us the windows of heaven. 
Okay, you want to be throwing seeds on the ground. Meanwhile, the heaven is closed. Rain will not come. So what is the purpose of the seed? Hello, if you throw that seed and rain doesn't fall out, it will happen. It will be destroyed now. Fight is basic. Basic. 10%. Don't chop it. Don't borrow it. I'm sorry, let me just say about the time. I'll pay back next week. The devil will make sure that you don't pay it back. I'm telling you, my experience. Because I've almost talked my life before. <laughs> 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 I've talked to you before, I've borrowed it. I will borrow it next week. Not next week, you understand, you understand. I'll realize that the devil will corner me. You will make sure that the money I have, because as I talk that one with the, with the word for promise of bringing it back, you know what? The devil will bring other needs that will never allow me. So the heaven of my life for that month, shut down. Hello, tell me about it. Don't borrow it. Don't dash it out. He said, bring it to my house. Put it in the hand of a priest. Let them pray for you. Praise God. Then after you have been giving your tithe, then you can give your offering. You can sow your seed. That seed that they are talking about, I may not be the one to tell you, oh, sow seed for this or sow seed for that. If you want something in your life, God has taught you to open doors in a particular area. I have told you it is between you and God. It can be small, it can be big. It is between you and God. Alright? Pastor, I stand on the booth. I'll say we need money for this. That is not a You are giving towards kingdom projects. You want to buy more chairs. As we are having problems with chairs this month, I will buy this number of chairs. And you, you go out, and that's another thing. If you make a pledge in church, please stay. If you are not going to pay, if you are not going to buy another pledge, don't pledge it. Or else, don't pay. If you pledge and you don't pay, I will destroy the works of your hands. It's not me that pays. I don't have time to go through the street for It's better not to pledge. That's what the scripture says. And pledge and not pay. Because if you say, oh, sorry, Lord, I, 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 I forgot. The Lord says, the angels will be angry at your word and they will destroy the works of your hands. There are forces all around you. Their job is to assist you. To make you a better person. Let me stop here this morning. There is also giving to parents. Your mom, your dad. Give them also. I had the testimony of a pastor who was on, grounded in poverty. You know, he prayed and, and he said, God told him, Go and settle with the parents of your wife. Go and settle with them. 